0: What's going on with you guys, man? It's your man Dre, a.k.a. Dre on the Wheels, the host of the 1130 podcast Talk Pro Wrestling. Stick with me, the show is coming up. everybody it's your man dre aka dre on the wheels welcome back to a new episode of the 1130 podcast talk pro wrestling how everybody doing out there man you know how everybody wrestling week been it's been a real interesting week to say the least though but uh here this week here on the 1130 podcast man i got my guest uh referee sean o'brien he's from uh, louisville kentucky uh man we're gonna have Fun here this week on the podcast. Before I dive in that, I want to thank my guest from last week, my man Anthony Gizek, all the way from uh, Chandler, Arizona. It was very, very fun talking to you. But uh, like I said, uh, I have a guest this week named referee Sean O'Brien. He's a referee for Paradigm Pro Wrestling, Grindhouse Pro Wrestling. Man, he's a referee that loves to count the one, two, three. We're just gonna put it like that, man. We just gonna we just gonna put it like that. Uh Sean O'Brien, man, how you doing?
1: I'm doing good, man. I appreciate that, man. Yeah, yeah what you said, I'm just a referee. who love to count the one, two, three, man. I love to travel all over the place. And I work for pretty much
0: everybody, so <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for joining me. And you're kind of like the first guy that's kind of like into like really wrestling that I uh, haven't, uh, here on the podcast. Usually everybody else kind of have a podcast and they're big fans, but, uh, the first one here, um, that's actually in the ring doing his thing, but, um, have you missed wrestling since the old pandemic shut down everything? Uh,
1: I was, um, but however, since um, in the last, I guess, month and a half, I've been fortunate to be booked every weekend, except for this past weekend. I didn't have any bookings last weekend, but I've been booked pretty much every weekend, you know, since. So, because now independent wrestling is starting to roll and start to come back, and you know, fans are starting to come out and stuff. So. But uh, I I, I, I did get to a point, man, where I missed it a lot. To the point where I almost didn't even watch it for probably a good month and a half, two months into the pandemic. You know what I'm saying? Just because, like, I tried to watch the current stuff with the no fans, you know what I'm saying? Between WWE and AEW, and that was tough. And then I tried to watch, um, I tried to watch, like, old IWA Mid-South, which is one of the companies that I work for. Uh, and, like, if you don't know anything about IWA Mid-South, man, they got a storied history, like, you know, guys like Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins and, you know, Cesaro and all those guys, like, they got their start, you know, at places like IWA. Uh, and then AJ Styles, you know, guys like that, they all have been wrestling for IWA at some point in their career. So, like, I was going back and watching some old stuff like that. It was making me miss it. Then I tried to watch some old stuff that I've done personally, you know what I'm saying, because I've been wrestling since 2017, man. I've been a... A part of some pretty crazy matches. I know we was talking off the air and I was telling you some stuff up part of. And uh, so I was trying to watch some event and just all, all of it was just like, I just miss it. So I ended up starting to binge watch and I started watching, you know, Ozark. and I watched the Jeffrey Epstein documentary and <laughs> watched anything and everything to keep my mind up a wrestling because I just missed it that much. Uh, but fortunately, you know, we're, we're back in the swing of things, and, you know, and, and wrestling is starting to make a slow comeback. As far as independent wrestling goes. So.
0: Okay, okay. You said you've been a refereeing since 2017.
1: Yep. Okay. Yeah, well, so. I, I started about 2015, but I really started taking it serious about 2017.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. What what kind of made you take it so serious?
1: Well, uh, so I actually am a classically trained uh, singer, um, and so um, and I'm also a hip hop head at heart. So because of those two combined loves. I actually was trying to do the whole music thing and um and so uh you know growing up where i grew up here in louisville man ovw is you know a very storied um you know promotion here in this area and even before that you know jerry Lawler was running out of louisville and the louisville gardens and stuff so like louisville's just always been you know a a big uh you know key place in pro wrestling history and um so there was at one point where i kind of was like okay do I want to do music or do I want to do wrestling? Because I, you know, I was probably about 16, I'd say, trying to look and see, you know, what or how I could even get into the business. And, you know, OVW at the time, they had a a WWE contract and they were, you know, WWE's developmental back in that time period because, you know, John Cena and, you know, Batista and Brock Lesnar and all those guys used to be at OBW at one point. Mm -hmm. And um, that was during that time period, the same time period. So I kind of looked into it, and it was way too much money to even think about training to be a pro wrestler. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I was already kind of doing the music thing. At, at that point, I had sang in some professional choirs here in Louisville. Um, I had been singing with an R&B group called The Gentlemen. which shout up, you know, all my guys and The Gentlemen because they're still doing some really dope things as far as musically. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, I'd already kind of gotten bit by the uh, – you know, doing music and writing music and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and so um, that was what kind of had made me get to it kind of late, because I had start. I was doing music for most of, you know, my 20s or whatever, uh, my, I got invited out to an indie wrestling show, um, it was kind of, you know, some lower indie wrestling stuff, but it was still indie wrestling, um, and I was just like, this is awesome. Like, this is great. I, I need to find a way to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. And at the time, my um, my cousin's husband was a part of the booking staff or whatever this particular company. Okay. And I bugged the heck out of him and bugged the heck out of him till I could find a way to be a part. And one day he threw me a referee shirt because they needed some extra referees for a battle royal, I think, or something. And that just turned into me being like, hey, man, can I uh, – ref a match maybe one day (laughs) like and it just kind of snowballed so that was when I just was like happy to be in the business I took uh, that company closed down ended up uh you know was like cool let me go back to the music and was starting to go hard with the music again uh kind of had created my own brand I was you know the Sean or I was Sean P uh you know some some of the people in Louisville know me as white boy Sean P Mm -hmm. just because you know I was the only white dude in most of these clubs you know and nobody knew if I was a rapper or what exactly I was and I'd get up on stage and I'd be singing "Voice to Men and Luke <laughs> you know, sprinkling in some of my own stuff and I'd be like, whoa, what is this? Yeah. You know, so. Uh, thing again, uh, opportunity opened itself up for me to start refereeing um, at a couple of little places which those opportunities led to me refereeing for IWA Mid-South and that pretty much opened up a whole entire can of worms, man. Whenever I ended up getting linked up with and Rotten in IWA Mid South, uh, that literally made
0: everything snowball. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Okay. Uh, okay. So. That sounds that sounds pretty good. Um, you said, uh, you know, you just we getting into the business in 2017. Did you grow up, you know, watching wrestling? or You know, wrestling fan?
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely, man. I was a I was a big WCW and WWF fan, both of them. You know, I grew up in the, you know. Uh, when, when the wrestling boom was the hottest, you know, the when you had to flip back and forth between, yeah. you know, USA and, and TNT, you know, <laughs> just to make sure you didn't miss nothing. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, I was probably five, six years old when the NWO first became a thing. You feel me? Yeah. So, like, so yeah, I definitely grew up, you know, during and, and watched a lot of wrestling okay. growing up. I kind of fell out with it a little bit. Uh, in like college as a lot of people do sometimes, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Understand. Um, but then ended up coming back around to it. Started you know, and then especially once I discovered this whole entire world of independent wrestling and how a lot of the guys that are, you know, the big superstars of today, you know, they they all got their start in independent wrestling. You know, when we when I was growing up, it wasn't like that so much. You know what I'm yeah, saying? I, WWE developed everything. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like literally pick somebody out of a talent search more or less you feel yeah. me like and but nowadays these like and I, I feel like a lot of people don't realize that nowadays you know these people that are these huge stars you know the Monday Night Messiah and all that like they had a whole entire persona before they was a super you know before they was Seth Rollins you feel me yeah it was Tyler Black before you know what I mean yeah so and I had no clue about any of that mm-hmm. so For me to, you know, kind of discover that whole entire world maybe fall in love with pro wrestling, like, all over again.
0: You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. I jumped in probably a little later after the whole Monday Night War was over. I came in about 99. Been a fan since then, you know? Yeah. A a lot of people that I know always, you know, left out and dipped back into it a little bit because of, you know, the schedule and everything, work or school and everything. But, uh,
1: that's
0: that's pretty cool. But, uh, being a referee, man, I know some of the referees, um, that, uh, you know ref and do their thing did you ever want to be a wrestler
1: uh way before i ever even like considered getting in the business yeah uh, that was the, the thoughts that i had when i was like hey man i wonder how much it is to train over at obw yeah. and i discovered it was like you know four grand or something like that and i was like oh it might have been like five grand it was some astronaut i knew that I, if i was to be like hey mom uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. She would have looked at me like I was crazy. Mm. So, especially because you know, I mean, shout out to my parents. My parents are very supportive of all my dreams and stuff. You know, they they supported my music dream since the third grade, as far as taking me because I was in Louisville Youth Choir and you know different stuff like that, and had these big opportunities to sing at all kinds of different really cool theaters here in Louisville. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. Um, so yeah, like uh i had dreams of being a wrestler but it was way before i ever got into the business and then once i I got the opportunity to be a ref it was just kind of like okay this is my end you know what i'm saying like yeah i found a way in i'm gonna try and be the best that i can at this job right here
0: yeah and uh you know see where it carries me that's what's up man that's really cool but uh speaking of uh uh, wrestling matches, and did you want to wrestle? Um, of course, we were talking off for air, and you, you showed me a, a match that you were in, and that you uh, lost, and it was yeah. a. a no, hair I,
1: actually, I, I
0: won the match. Oh, yeah, you won the match. Sorry about, yeah, you won the but match, and I, it I
1: lost my hair. Yeah,
0: yeah, tell me about that because I seen a picture. Uh, you had a hair, you had a man bun, and you know now you in the picture I seen lately, you didn't have a man bun, so I was like, okay, what happened to it? So you tell me well, about that.
1: If you if you see some more recent pictures since the quarantine, I brought the man bum back. It's, oh, see, I didn't see mad, it. Yeah, man,
0: so. you were standing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, have, I
1: have some more. There's, there's a couple more recent pictures I posted. It's it's, it's back now. <laughs> uh, however, um, to your point, what you were talking about as far as the match goes, man. Um, so there is a manager here in the area. talking out as a referee. Um, he is actually, uh, you know. <laughs> Uh, behind the scenes he's you know one of a a close 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 brother of mine if you will but as you know brothers fight (laughs) and so yeah uh, he was acting quite dastardly as a referee I was having to you know correct him um, in front of the crowd and in quite a few number of occasions uh, to the point where he ended up challenging me in a four on four um match where the winner basically is a senior referee of IWA Mid-South. So I ended up pinning him after I picked his big ass up and body slammed him (laughs) and dropped the Hulk Hogan leg drop. (laughs) I ended up pinning him, got the one, two, three, and then him and his little uh, cronies decided to jump me with a chair, uh, gave me a curb stomp onto said chair, got the scissors, and sure enough, cut my man butt off, which... Um, uh, to, you know, uh, it's, it's so, <laughs> I, it, it, the, the man, bun it kind of somewhat, it became a persona, uh, and, and which I, I kind of, that was, you know, but to, to go behind the, you know, the, the curtain or whatever, uh, that, that's kind of why I decided to cut it off was because the man bun was starting to become, uh, you, you,
0: you. You were getting more then, over... Than Sean,
1: than referee Sean. Yeah, you me? yeah. People you were trying to know me more as Referee Man Bun than they were Referee Sean Pete. Yeah, you or, were, or Sean O'Brien, or whatever I was, you know, wanting to call myself. The Referee <laughs> Man Bun was, was a monster that kind of had got created by the fans, but it became bigger than even I could control. Uh, and I knew, it, I knew that when I had announcers at shows that were like, and you're a referee... Referee man bun and I was like, mm,
0: nah, I don't I don't like it. Like you you're getting over you're getting over more than the wrestlers, huh?
1: Yeah, yeah Well, see now now don't even don't say
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> but but
1: there was some instances, man, where like the the, the man bun would get a, a bigger reaction than whatever the match was going on, I, and I I didn't even like that just because of the referee. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm old school. I, I like to you know to to be invisible exactly. unless I'm needed to, exactly. you know, to be seen, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, uh, and, and not only that, but I was also trying to take this up a whole nother notch, like a whole nother level, you know, level up and stuff, see where I could take it as far as maybe getting a job, a contract, whatever. Um, and that was kind of my 2018 into 2019. Cause I, I got, it got cut off. Uh, I think it was, it was WrestleMania weekend. After WrestleMania week, uh, I went up to WrestleMania for my first WrestleMania week. It was 2019. Uh, ended up coming back home, and I had that match, and it got chopped off. And so I was just like, "All right, so we're gonna take this, you know, take this hard. I'm gonna start doing this, that, and the other." And opportunities kind of nothing really opened up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, so nothing really happened from it. Um, and then from the advice of my girlfriend here recently, she was just kind of like, yo, so like you have this brand and like, it helps you get booked because there's bookers that know me as referee man, but yeah, and they forget that my name is referee Sean, but they're like, oh yeah, referee man, but we need to use him. You yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so also too, I had t-shirts made up. You know oh know wow.
0: Oh, see, uh, see ex- I see why they, they, they beat you up after that match, man. For a reason. Yeah. You got t-shirts, man. You got a man, but. You over. It.
1: You over. <laughs> I had all that. So my girlfriend was just like, yo, like, you have this type brand. Like, why don't you use it to your advantage? Yeah. Instead of thinking it's a negative thing. And then once you get the full-time job, you know, then you could cut it off if you need to. Or if they don't care about you having man bun, you can rock the man bun. You know what I'm saying? And I was just like, you're right. Like, you know, mm. take it kind of every day at a time. You know what I mean? See where it leads.
0: Yeah. yeah so. That's, that's a cool story, man That's a cool story yeah. But uh, we're gonna move on, man Um, What do you think about The old wrestling scene That's going on right now And I, mean, I heard you I mentioned earlier You know, it was hard for you To stomach the old AEW and WWE uh, With no fans Or limited fans At that But, uh, you know What was your reaction to it Or your thoughts On, on everything about that? Uh, Well, I mean I, I still try
1: to stay informed And I still, you know Will, will um, I, I I don't really Pay attention to like clips and stuff, but I'll read news stories and see what's going on and different stuff like that. WWE man, like their product is hard for me to to pay attention to anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, even before the the pandemic stuff, yeah. <laughs> so because I don't know what they'd be doing sometimes. Um, I'm a really big AEW fan, uh, as well as a really big Impact fan uh, and MLW also. All those companies were doing some really really cool things and some of the guys that they were using are i mean i'm kind of biased because a lot of them are good friends of mine but at the same time like i know their 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 skills and i know how how good they are and they could do some really really you know really dope things like for instance with aew like you know i've I've gotten a chance to work with pentagon um you know i've I, I, marco stunt man i've worked with him too many times That's one of my close close friends in the business um and uh you know as far as like MJF, like, dude, like, I've got to work with him a handful of times, like, he's incredible, so, like, I, I know what these guys are capable of, um, and so that's why, like, I still pay attention, especially to AEW, uh, and, and Impact, but WWE, man, I, I try to pay attention to it, um, and then I'll, I'll pop up and I'll, I'll watch a full entire show, and I'm just like, why did I watch that, like,
0: Extreme Rules, we was talking about, you know what yeah. I mean, like, just like, why did I watch that, man? <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know what that was, man. I, I we we
1: only I don't even want to get into that. I really don't know what that was. <laughs> we don't have to. But, uh, but man, I, like, but I love that AEW is, is trying to do what they can to to still try and you know put out great content, man. Uh, uh, it popped the heck out of me when Eddie Kingston ended up popping up on uh, on AEW last week, man. That was the coolest thing because Eddie is one of my favorite wrestlers, but also one of my favorite people. Yeah, um, and he is somebody that needs, needs, needs a contract. There's no reason that man should not be on TV right now. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, so. you, you you were mentioning you were mentioning Eddie Kingston and, and uh, guys like Mance Warner. But uh, before I say that, I haven't seen AEW last night, so no spoilers though. But uh, yeah, I most definitely, <laughs> <laughs> most definitely with Eddie Kingston, man. I uh, heard about uh, the NWA Power. So I went to YouTube, checked it out, and I was like, "Okay, you know, it's different. You know, the crowd, of course, they in the studio, but um, I'm connecting with some of these, you know, guys like Ricky Starks and Nick Aldris and and Eddie Kingston was a guy who did stand out. I was like, I'm feeling this guy. You know, it don't seem like he's playing the character. It's just it's coming straight through the screen and everything. So exactly. when I saw that, when I saw that AEW, and it was Eddie Kingston taking on Cody, and just hearing the backlash. When he debuted, and a lot of people was like, who the hell is he? And, you know, he can't wrestle. And I was like, man, fans are something else these days, man. The guy is badass, man. He's badass. I love him on the mic and everything, man. That was was so cool, and I love that moment he had. Oh, yeah.
1: Well, I mean, and, and to your point, man fans are going to always find something to complain about. Exactly. They was finding reasons to complain about, you know, oh, Sugar Dunkerton, Pineapple Pete. You know what I <laughs> <Yeah>. mean? <laughs> and, he is, and he is the man. Yo, that guy is n- not only another person that I'm biased about, because Sugar is one of my closest friends, but also too, man, that guy has put in the work. And once they, when they finally decide to, to, to ever sign him, if they do, Uh, And and they they let Suge be Suge And do some of the stuff That he can do in the ring, man Mm -hmm. Because, like, for instance That guy's lived over in England For the last year and a half And just been training In the British style of wrestling You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's already to add To his whole entire arsenal Of what he was doing before that You know what I'm saying? And then he also has The the element of of comedy And he can dance And do some silly, goofy-ass shit You know what I'm saying? Like, Sugar's yeah. the man. <laughs> like, he's so good.
0: <laughs> you also was talking about Mance Warner, too. You know, you're good friends with Mance Warner.
1: Yeah, I, Oh well, I, Mance, Mance is, sorry to cut you off, Mance is, my, is who I tell everybody is my favorite wrestler uh, across any platform. That's my number one favorite wrestler, man. Is, 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 is it the because day that I met that guy, I was it, like, yo, he is pro wrestling. He is everything that embodies this this whole entire you know, is it is it the uh,
0: style that he is it the style that he wrestles because I remember watching the match with uh, him and Jimmy Havoc in uh, MLW, and boy did they just try to kill each other, man. Well, the fact that he goes hard
1: and he gives it it all is is definitely a part of it, man. Um, but more than anything, it's his character uh, and 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 how he develops it. He is literally just the. Uh, He's somewhat of a new age Dusty Rhodes. If Dusty Rhodes and Stone Cold Steve Austin had a baby, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, yeah. So,
1: but then at the same time, like he is also stuff that he has done to build his whole entire everything about him, leading up until you know where everybody has started to see him more now on MLW. Like when he was doing stuff on the Indies, man, he had a huge run as IWA Mid South Champion. Uh, And that was where I refereed uh, Mance Warner versus Matt Riddle. Um, It was during his championship run here at IWM in South. Then he went up to CCW up on the East Coast, won their championship, um, and kind of carried CCW on its back. uh, Won a time period where a lot of independent fans think the CCW is kind of dying. And then from there, he ended up going to a couple other companies and this and that. Got signed by MLW. Um, and then that was where his buzz really started to kind of take off after that. Uh, but just his whole entire, you know, the, I, cause I've literally been working with that guy. Uh, I want to say he was only maybe two or three years in the business whenever I first started working with dude. Um, and now to see where he's at, you know, just three, four years later is crazy, man.
0: That's cool. That's, that's really, really cool. Um, you also said, uh, you're a big fan of course of impact wrestling, um, I just started getting back into Impact Wrestling after the news. What well, not just because of hearing that uh, uh Luke Gallows, Carl Anderson, E C three and those guys like uh Eric Young returned it back to um Impact and stuff, but uh, right. I haven't been watching lately though, but the stuff I have been watching is pretty good though. Um any standout people that you know I should look out for? That you know. Oh man. Sense? Uh yeah,
1: there's definitely all kinds of uh, really, really awesome people on Impact. Uh, the Rascals are, are, uh, super talented, man. Um, fun fact yes. about the Rascals, they actually, uh, I don't know if they, or how out there this is, so this may be like a little scoop, but they actually used to do, uh, motion cap for like WWE games Oh wow. back in the day, just mm-hmm. because their acrobatics were so, you know what I'm saying, like on point that they would do, you know, motion cap, um. But yeah, man, the Rascals are some guys that I've I've worked with quite a few times. All three of those guys, um, and they <laughs> continue to impress me just because they're so athletic and they do some crazy things. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a guy that I work with on a regular basis that I still—he's one of my favorite people in the business. There's a guy named Larry D. Uh, mm-hmm. Larry D. just recently got signed. Him and uh, Ace Romero are in a tag team called Triple XL. And it's just two big hosses, man, that just beat the <laughs> crap out of people. Uh, Larry D is, is one of my favorite people though. He's a really good dude. Um let's see I'm trying to think of who else that I um Man, and plus not only that, but like shout out to my brother Daniel Spencer, who I I mean if if we're gonna talk about Ben Sheeran on this show of <laughs> him cutting my hair, I gotta I gotta mention Daniel Spencer. <laughs> that's the the third man in the RWO. It's a little click that we came up with that, you know, we, okay. uh, we used to, you know, ref quite a bit together. Now we don't really get a chance to that much, but Daniel now he's one of, uh, impacts referees and, uh, he's been killing it here recently. So, yeah. um, let's see, yeah, I'm trying to think this. Plenty of other names that I could think of that I'm just <laughs> not even I'm spacing out right now. Hey. It's, my head.
0: it's cool, it's yeah. cool. I'll catch up on some Impact Wrestling though. But I Definitely
1: man. Impact is definitely doing some cool stuff, man. I, I, I did get to watch Sunniversary and Sunniversary was really, really good,
0: man. I heard. I heard that was that was that was pretty good. I heard that. Yeah. But um any wrestlers though that uh that is working on the independent scene to look out for?
1: Oh man, uh, there's all kinds of people I could tell you about to look out for. Um, man, there's there's one guy who I'm going to tell you about who, whenever we was talking earlier, because uh, we got a chance to talk about Mance Warner and Eddie. But that third guy that I had mentioned on, uh, on the, my, I told you my favorite wrestlers, we were talking about it off air. Uh, there's a guy named Aaron Williams. Uh, Aaron Williams has won the Ted Petty Invitational twice, which is Super prestigious tournament, and uh, if any of your listeners don't know what the Ted Petty Invitational is, it's man. uh, Just look up the 2004 Ted Petty Invitational and read all the list of names that's in that tournament, and you'll be like, Whoa! (laughs) People like Cesaro, Austin Aries, uh, uh, AJ Styles was in that. I know Eddie was in that. uh, Let's see, 2004 CPI. Chris Saban um, and uh, Alex Shelley both were in that. uh, Like, just the the list of of people that was in this tournament is just ridiculous. Um, The Ted Petty Invitational is a huge, prestigious tournament. And Aaron Williams is the only person to win it it twice back to back. Um, So, uh, but not only that, man, like, dude has been wrestling for about uh, close to 20 years. um, And, He has had literally, like, the best matches with almost anyone and everyone you could think of on any level. You know what I'm saying? As far as, like, from WWE all the way down. Um, And I've been fortunate to referee a lot of those matches. (laughs) So, um, like, uh, Aaron Williams and Matt Riddle, that was a thing. Um, Aaron Williams and Jeff Cobb was a really great match. Uh, Aaron Williams and... uh, there was a match Aaron Williams and Al Snow against I think it was like Eddie Kingston and Homicide uh, like just Ooh. crazy crazy matches man okay. um, but yeah Aaron Williams is, is one of my favorite favorite wrestlers just because he is somebody that definitely should be a millionaire and hardly nobody knows enough about him so Aaron Williams is definitely one to look up
0: Okay, man. Okay. Well, man, I'm glad you're here to join me here on the 1130 podcast Talk Pro Wrestling this week. My guest, my man Sean Referee Sean, aka Referee Man Bun. Um, stick around, man. Don't go don't go nowhere. I'm going to take a quick quick short break and we'll be right back here on the Talk Pro Wrestling.
2: When it comes to growing your podcast, it's tough to know where to start. That's why Anchor gives podcasters the tools they need to make each episode better than the last. Now, Anchor Analytics includes new stats from Spotify to help you better understand who's listening and what they like about your show. With charts that let you see how far people are making it into each episode and where they're dropping off, you can plan your podcast around the content that performs best. Hover over to see how many people are tuning into specific segments and learn what hooks your audience by comparing the average listening time across multiple episodes. Using anonymized demographic data from Spotify, take a granular look at the age and gender of your listeners to start tailoring your content or targeting new audiences. Track analytics from multiple platforms and Spotify insights. Everything you need to grow your podcast all in one place with Anchor.
0: Yo, you guys, welcome back here to the 1130 Podcast, Talk Pro Wrestling. And, of course, I got my guest here, Referee Sean O'Brien, a.k.a. Referee Man Bun, he is in the building here, man. I appreciate you joining me. Before we get there, you guys, man, uh, if you're joining me on YouTube, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Also, if you're joining me wherever you listen to your podcasts, don't forget to follow me, um, subscribe, leave me a five-star uh, rating, man. I appreciate it so, so much. But, uh, like I said, my man, Sean O'Brien. O'Brien is in the building, man. He referee from all over the place. Grand house Pro Wrestling. Uh Paradigm Pro Wrestling in your house. My house. Her house. Whoever house, man. He's refereeing. He's counting the one, two, three. But uh Paradigm Pro Wrestling had a wrestling event last Friday, which you was the referee in the main event. And I seen your post um congratulating your buddy Freddie Hudson. Can you tell me about that event? And also, Freddie.
1: That's right, man. Yeah, uh, It was so incredible on so many levels. So, uh, first and foremost, to go behind the curtain a little bit, you know, uh, uh, behind baseball, whatever they call it, um, Freddie didn't know he was winning that championship, (laughs) Uh, so which made it even more special because literally as I counted the one, two, or no, my bad, because it was so the the show was on the Heavy Hitters tournament, which some of the matches were under UWFi rules, which UWFi is a style of wrestling that was popular over in Japan, where it basically mixes like pro wrestling with mixed martial arts, and all the matches only end in tap out, knockout, you know, uh, referee stoppage, you know, all that deal or whatever, and, and it's supposed to look like an actual real competition. Uh, they have a point system and all that whole not. So, Freddie, the, the championship match was under the UWFI rules. And I was told in the back, you know, hey, this is what's going to actually happen. But Freddie doesn't know that. So, when the deal went down and Cole had tapped out, cause it's Cole Roderick. Let me shout him out. He was a great champion, man. He was a champion for over a year. Uh, when, when Cole Roderick ended up tapping out, and I jumped in there to break him up real quick. And I looked at Freddie and I said, you won, and he still hadn't got it yet, <laughs> yeah. and I said, bro, you're the champion, <laughs> and his eyes go, his eyes get real, real big, and, and you know, he, he looked like he was about to cry, and uh, he, he ended up backing up into the corner just because he was kind of shocked, and that was, you know, the, if, if you look on my, uh, my Instagram, there's a picture where I'm handing him the belt, and he's back in the corner, and it was because that, that yeah. was that moment right there, and I was just like, "You're the champion now!" And he was so shocked, man. And it was, it was just one of those like one of those moments where it's just like, "This is why you do this," you know what I mean? This is, this, this is definitely the the, exactly. the moment because Freddie Hudson, man, that guy is a, a dude who I've literally seen since he first started training. Uh, Grindhouse Pro Wrestling is is a school that I uh, kind of help out with, and uh, he is he was in like their first class of students i want to believe like he was you know one of their day ones and and it's just it's crazy to see you know him uh get these huge opportunities like winning a a strap on a it, it was that, that show was actually streaming on iwtv and uh and for him to get that opportunity and you know and, and to win on such a big platform man it was it was it was pretty special
0: That's what's up, man. That's what's up. But uh, here on the Ass, man, I try to get my viewers and my listeners, man, something, you know, to tune in for. But, uh, hey, referee Sean O'Brien, I think I got a surprise for you, man. I got a surprise for you. I think somebody want to say, you know, say something to you. What's
1: up? You guys hear me? Hey, what up, champ? (laughs) Hey, what's up, Sean? How you doing, bro? Yeah, man. How are you? Man, we were just talking about your uh, your big win this past weekend, man, Uh, and and that whole moment encapsulating itself, and yeah, yeah, it was was special. It was, man, it was was special to me, and
3: it was great to have you as my referee in that match too, man. It was
1: it was mind blowing that I won. It was like well, I I was I was telling him I was like you know behind baseball, you had no clue, you know what I'm saying, like. and, and and how, you know, we, we, we got one over on you yeah. and, and all that stuff. Uh, so, uh, it, I'm, I, my bad, not to take over your interview, man. No, no, I, no, it's I, I good. It's, tell, it's, it's all good. I want you to tell that. I, I want to hear how you felt, man, when I told you, like, you're the champion.
3: <laughs> what well,
1: was man, your reaction?
3: Man, like, <laughs> I watched it back on TV, man, and, like, you wasn't ready. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I was not ready at all. I was I was so shocked because when Cole tapped, and I was like, in the moment, I was like, all right, I'm done with this match and everything. Right. And then like, I, know. Dude, I was like, what? Turns sure was He's like, I are like, what? <laughs> I got up. I said, oh man. I'm yeah, shocked, bro. Bro. I, was, I did. I was. I really was not expecting that at all. It was. Yeah.
0: Well, I, I appreciate uh Freddie Hudson here joining me on the eleven thirty podcast, man. Uh just like my man referee Sean, aka referee man bun um was saying, uh, man, you, you came champ, you know, how how did how did it feel? Uh it felt good really. Um uh, like after
3: after the match was over and I the match when I got I got back to the back and everything, my mind was uh, my mind was Somewhere else, man. I cannot tell you like what was in my head. Uh, I was talking to uh, Liam Moriarty like recently, and he was telling me he he was saying the same thing that like, he didn't know he was that he was shocked that I didn't even know about it. And I was like, "Yeah," and he was like, he said that um he was trying to uh, congratulate me, but I was just, my mind was somewhere else. But somebody told me he was crying. <laughs>
1: No, I I ain't gonna lie. I almost did after the match was over. I almost cried. I was hey, like, I can't cry. I can't hey, cry. I wouldn't blame you, bro. Hey, <laughs> yo, real talk, man. Like, like being the, the paradigm champion right now at a time where paradigm is killing it, man. It's, it's a big deal, bro. Like, I was I was super happy for you. Uh, there's a picture somewhere. I, I couldn't find it, man. But there's a picture of me holding your hand up when you won the Grindhouse championship. Uh, oh, yeah, uh, and I, I really like just to be there for that moment and then be there for this moment, man. Like it was, like for me, it was it was really special, man. Something I definitely never forget, man. Yeah, I man. I, I know, I know. I know, I know I'll,
3: I, I'll never forget winning the Groundhog Championship with you in there. Yeah, in the
0: paradise. Ho- hopefully, there's more coming to it. That
1: year, that oh more. yeah, hell yeah, man. i
0: wanted it up, bro. Yeah. Man, awesome, awesome moment, man. I hope more championships are coming your way, my man, Freddie. Um, Sean considered you as a brother. He known you for three years, man. Um, You know, what's your, what's your relationship with Sean? Uh, really, I've, I've known Sean. I
3: actually, like, when I got into wrestling, that's how i known Sean and everything. And then, like, we hang out and everything. And so, man, I just I know Sean from wrestling and everything, and, I don't know if you know, but Sean's a good singer too. He yeah, might not tell me that he can't sing, but that dude got vocals. <laughs>
0: yeah, I seen he a couple of his vocals. videos. He can he can sing.
3: Yeah, man, right, he can. He he, he be down stuff sometimes, but
1: been, you know, I mean, <laughs> I'm all right. right. Uh uh-huh.
0: yeah, he's he's sticking mostly to the referee though, but I seen some of his uh Songs on SoundCloud and I told him he sound nice though, but I, I think yeah. he better just count the one, two, three though. But um yeah to my man Freddie, man, I was watching your matches, man, on YouTube, man, on that on IWTV, man. Your matches with Darton Davis and uh, I, uh NWP, your matches with Brett Havoc and uh Wayne Silver Wrestling. Can you tell me more about those competitors and you know, how was it working with those guys? Yeah, man, it was it was actually uh um it was fun working with both of them I, uh,
3: I wrestled them for the first time ever I wrestled uh, Dalton Davis and some part of uh, Indiana it was, like a, it was like in a fair and everything it was pretty neat it was hot outside but it was fun wrestling with Dalton Davis and everything And then I got to wrestle Brad and he's one of the guys that I've been wanting to wrestle and everything so it was fun getting to scrap with him and everything and hopefully I can uh, wrestle those guys
0: again soon ok you looking to be a fighter champion, or you know, you gonna be the hill? Ah right, man, man, you know me. I'm gonna
3: a man. Anybody who wants it. <laughs> I
0: don't care who they are. Big, small, little. Don't matter. That's, I think about it. that's what's up, man. You know I had to ask, though. But uh for all my listeners and viewers out there, um, tomorrow night and Saturday night, IWA Mid South Wrestling presents the 2020 King of Death matches Friday, July 31st, and August third uh, August 1st. Um, you know, it's going to be at the World's Finest Arena in Connorsville, Indiana. Uh, doors open at 6.30, bell time, 7.30 p.m., streaming live on Fight TV. My man Freddie is going to be on the card. Sean is going to be there, man. Can you guys tell, you know, my listeners review something about the show? Nah, uh, well,
1: now, Freddie ain't going to be there. Now Freddie ain't nah. ready for that. <laughs> <yet>. <laughs> <laughs> nah, yeah,
3: nah, all, all, all great, all, all. I mean, all well to the guy who do it because
1: they got some hard building it. <laughs> that ain't Freddie's cup of tea. Yeah, man, man, that ain't maybe cool. one of these days we might talk them in the police I don't know about but that. Nah, yeah, uh, yeah, man. It's uh, the IWA Mid South. Whereas you know they, they are known for you know uh, like I was saying earlier, some of the guys that have been through there, different stuff like that. They are also known for their death match um uh, history and King of the death matches is a part of that man um, Ian Rotten back in, you know I think it was like 96 or something brought the first death match tournament to America and that was the king of the death match and um, you know we had to take a break in 2020 uh, I mean in, in, uh, in ah, 2019 but uh, but luckily man we were able to make the 2020 King of the death matches happen. And it is this weekend, and Ian is on Fight TV. I mean, we're streaming on Fight TV, so you know Ian's going to do a it big. Uh, it's, it's, man, it's going to be a blast. It's going to be a lot of blood.
0: <laughs> so. Okay, all right. I got that wrong. Freddie's not going to be there, right?
2: Yeah. <laughs> okay,
0: you know, yeah. I seen I seen something <laughs> that, you know, you, you were on something, though. But uh, when's your next wrestling event? Where guys can catch you, though, at, Fred? Uh,
3: my next event is August 15th. Hopefully it doesn't get canceled. It'll be in Homers, Illinois for United Wrestling Coalition. And then I have AWR in Indianapolis, Indiana on August 23rd. It'll be me and uh, Spider Miles Morales versus Dolan Edwards and his partner Dylan.
1: Yo. I forgot you're on that. That's right. Yeah. I work yeah. for AWR now. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> <I hope laughs> so, I'll too. be an AWR also. <laughs>
0: well, awesome. before we wrap it up here, man, uh, Fred, man, um, I seen your match last night with Power Ranger. Can you tell me about him? <coughs> can you tell me about and before <laughs> be, 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 before no, man, you I before you know. tell me about him, man, I was spending yeah. like 30 minutes on YouTube trying to figure out his theme song, because I was like, man, that song rocks, man, but uh, can you tell me about <laughs> him, though?
2: Yeah, I can
0: tell you about, man. The Power Rangers, <laughs>
3: the Power Rangers, something, man, like, but, people might not like the Red Power Ranger. I I don't like the Red Power Ranger. I'm between the Black Power Ranger and the White one, but the Red one, he, he's good. He has some skills on him, like,
0: he you got some evolution on him. He he can do anything and everything. <laughs> That's what's up, man. I appreciate I appreciate you joining me and taking your time out here on the eleven thirty podcast Talk Pro Wrestling. Um, Fred, man, I appreciate it. Congratulations once again becoming the champ. Um, referee Sean O'Brien, man, once again also, man. I thank you also for joining me here on the eleven thirty podcast talk pro wrestling. Absolutely, man. Thank you for having thank me
3: you. on, man. No problem. Yeah, congrats again to you, Fred. Thank you, Sean. Thank you for having
0: me on Once again, I thank you, Sean O'Brien, and also my special, special surprise guest, Freddie Hudson, um, the joining me here on the 1130 Podcast, Talk Pro Wrestling, man. Uh, once again, shout-out to my man, Freddie Hudson. He's the new champ, man, paradigm pro wrestling, man. Keep killing it, man. Keep, keep killing it. Also, Sean O'Brien, referee Sean O'Brien, man. I thank you for also joining me in, man. Keep counting the one, two, three, and keep killing it, man. Don't let them take your man bun again this time. But uh, you guys, man, another week is in the book. Another episode is in the book, man. I thank y'all for joining me, man. Don't forget... To follow me, don't forget to leave a review, five-star rating. Also, subscribe to the 1130 Podcast on YouTube. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at the 1130 Podcast. Like the 1130 Podcast on Facebook. Follow me on Twitter at Dre on Wheels, man. And, uh, man, this is the 1130 Podcast. Talk pro wrestling. And I'm out.